to Wednesday in Westeros, the podcast where we discuss the Game of Thrones show and some of the books, and we spoil the shit out of everything. I'm Taylor Trask. With me, I'm Todd A. And we it is yet another week. Episode three has uh, just transpired. We're recording on Monday, the following Monday, as we usually do. And um, yet again, man, yet again, an episode that just free of the books. They're barreling. They're barreling ahead. It looks like. You know? I, I, yeah. So what did I mean? I like that you started with that because what was your sort of overall take on the episode? It, well, again, just it, it's great because that first you remember, remember how you and I were a little bit like that first episode, like, oh, man, is this is it moving slow again? That was right. basically just like a everybody get ready. And and they've just been, you know, last week, this week, they've just been kind of cruising along. And once again, I love the fact it's almost like they're saying. It's weird. There, I have a couple notes, a kind of, a, of of themes, overarching themes, and it feels like they are are basically saying that we don't have the rules of the books anymore to hold us down. Yeah, there's a story that we're following, but we're not. We don't have to sort of stick to that that uh, measured, you know, uh, stately pace of the books. It's like let's just barrel ahead. And as an episode, it feels like a lot of these characters were confronted with the rules of their own world, like you know, di- you know following the mm. rules, breaking the rules, and it feels like. This is an episode it, as a theme. The kind of the thing I kept I kept hearing was those who follow the rules are suckers, and you know you I don't want to jump ahead, but you kind of you kind of get that you know, bookended with Jon Snow, you know the guy who's always sort of been about the rules. Now all of a sudden he's yeah, I got he basically says fuck it, and you know here we are. So that's interesting. You? That is such a good take on it. Um, I mean, I, I had I had a I, you know you talked to last week about how it felt like we were back. To sort of a a classic feel of a Game yeah. of Thrones episode, yeah. and I definitely felt that last night. Um, I did feel like this was one of those exposition episodes that we were so used to seeing, where they're you know the roller coaster is kind of cranking back up the next hill. But there was there were several scenes of like payoff in it. Yeah. So even if it wasn't yeah. like a huge battle, uh, there was like enough payoff where it wasn't just a frustrating episode. You exactly. Know, in the dark or whatever. So, see, Samantha, sometimes I like it when there aren't a bunch of battles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just going to pick on her forever. Um, uh, yeah, but let's, let's just jump right into... Yeah, lots opening, to discuss. Opening scene, we might as well start with... Lots to discuss. Um, Jon Snow sitting up. He did not uh, then pass out again and, and was actually dead, as I had kind of wondered might happen well i was i was honestly i i am so now after season five this show has sort of made me so jaded i was honestly you know how they do that opening kind of montage of scenes before the opening credits where they're like right. things we might be talking about and as they were doing that in my mind i'm like oh man they're probably gonna wait till the last effing scene to show anything john snow related because that's what they did all of last season all of season five was we're gonna wait until the last possible second to show you anything you want to see so i was just kind of like i had that in my head and when they jumped right back in immediately where they left off i'm like oh okay this is good all right we're, we're kind of again back in the swing of like season two season three where it's you know they're they're building expectation but immediately paying it off it's kind of nice yeah i i was happy with it um who I mean, what did you notice about that scene? What was the first thing? I well, <laughs> I was I was a little bit so so I you know it was going to fall one of two ways. Either Jon Snow was going to be completely freaked out like he was, or he was going to be you know he was going to you know have this sort of like I've been to the afterworld, I know what to do, and be sort of you know Gandalf <laughs> mission driven. And I was kind of glad yes, t- you know that's that's what we all want, right? So I'm glad the show is kind of behaving by its 
by its own sort of um, you know way of working and not just giving us instant gratification. It's a little bit spooky that he honestly, you know, when Melisandre comes walking back in, she's like, "What did you see?" He's just like, "Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing at all." You know, there wasn't like was any really cool. That was a really cool way to play that. You know, you know, um, the Lord because of she was in one minute, you know, like you know that that expression on her face, yeah. like right when she walks in the door and sees him uh, sitting upright. Um, was you know i mean you just you just saw like this realization of like like that kind of faith returning to her or whatever yeah uh, and carice van houten yeah. who plays melisandre man give her props she has as an actress she was at one point when she was first introduced like my least favorite character because she just was so one so one note and just so she was just so one note and so uh, there's nothing about her she just was so cocky so like this even the last three episodes have really i mean she was really good last season and especially kind of as she struggled with Stannis's failures and, and everything. But this season, like it's, it's, it's interesting to see her kind of play with this idea of here's this, this woman who's lost all her faith. And now she's almost kind of like a, a born again Christian in some respects, because she's seen like the, you know, she's seen the results of her faith now directly in front of her. I love the fact though, that, you know, the first thing out of her mouth was, you know, she asked him what he saw and she's like, you know, maybe Stannis wasn't the Lord of light, but may, or, uh, you know, Azor Ahab, yeah. but maybe you were the prince that was promised. Huh? And then I love the fact that Davos was like, uh, why don't you step out for a little while? Because yeah. like, let's not, this, this dude just, just came back and he's grappling with things. I love that Davos always the ever, the ever steady rock of this, of this whole show was just like, I'm going to, let's just calm down and slow things down a little bit here. He, he is so, yeah, I, I, that look of conversion or not conversion, but like, uh, like born againness. I, I think you're right about that. Where yeah. It's like all of a sudden her faith returns. Um, and then she immediately wants proof of her faith and like what yeah. is what is the afterlife like and then it's great when davos shuts her out and says something like i oh i can't even remember that phrase but i, just, I remember laughing out loud where he's like look i think this is fucking crazy <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. you died you came back the whole thing's fucking crazy like yeah, yeah. i um, that was that was like everything and again like it, it's almost like they're spending extra time with their dialogue and their acting and everything at the wall like everything at the wall is just every every time we come back to it i'm like oh more of this yeah you know even when That's like true. uh i don't want to jump ahead but even when like john was running around and then um what the i always forget the red-haired wildlings goddamn name um, no 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 the, the dude the, oh a torment giants man torment there we go torment's like you're not a god I've seen your pecker. Yeah. <laughs> God wouldn't have one. I mean, just little lines like that, where it's like a God wouldn't have one so small. I was just like, man, I just, everything about like, just everything is so character point on, you know, or on point rather. And just everything about the wall is awesome. And then you get, again, Davos, you know, I want so badly for Davos. I want that Brienne scene, you know, where he, and he, we're kind of getting closer and closer, you know, where he's going to have, he's going to finally have something to believe in and have his, his sort of place in life verified like Brienne had with Sansa. I'm kind of well, waiting I, for that. I wonder if he's um, maybe he's kind of shaken out of that too, where I, I like, I like your take on him, um, but maybe he's kind of realized like, I don't need to follow anybody. You know, I'm just sort of doing the right thing. And that could be going through. Cause I love, I do like that idea that he's the rock. And I think even more so than Ned, like, you know, Ned, <laughs> Ned was sort of the, the Spider-Man of the show. Like yeah. he thought about honor above, any you know decent sense of like self-survival yeah yeah that was <laughs> and, his, that was and his davos is de- like was kind of introduced the opposite way of like no this is a guy that's like he was a pirate you know he's a he is a survivalist um but he's come around to being that like you know conscience of the show or whatever and it's it's just a really cool thing to watch that guy be the rock like you said 
Well, and he just, I mean, once he, the moment he was introduced, you know, everything about him was like the world, you know, he's a guy who believes going back to the whole, the theme of, of rules and law and order. He's a guy who's, you know, loved it, so loyal to rules and so loyal to order that he actually, again, he had Stannis cut off his fingers and yeah. still follow the guys as King. Cause Stannis, he thought Stannis was a, an honorable dude. Like he's well, a, you know, but he's, but he's willing to break them, you know, like that's, that's, his, you know, he's, he's, he still is going to survive above, like, you know, he does what's right. Not necessarily what the rules say is right. Yeah. Alistair Thorne, on the other hand, is the guy that's like, you know, he's the honorable, but he follows the rules, you know, that's true. John, yeah. John, you know, um, that's, those are two, those are two great sides of the same coin. Alistair, yeah. Alistair Thorne and Davos. Yeah, you think of like Alistair like leading a mutiny to kill John and yeah. Davos setting Gendry free. From yeah, Melisandre, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a, you know he's a I don't know he's a, he's a good guy. Interesting, it's cool. Well, we'll come back. Do you want to talk more about he's that? Azor High. <laughs> yeah, maybe he. Ooh, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the, the ultimate? What irony? a kick in the nuts! <laughs> that that this whole time. Melisandre's like you. I mean, she and Davos have just been at each other's throats, throats this whole time, and you know her her savior, you know yeah. the prince that was promised was this dude this whole time. That'd be it. It, it, it won't and, and be. It, if he's but, known. <laughs> yeah, and if he's yeah. known it all along, <laughs> he's like, I tried to tell you, but you you didn't fucking listen to me. You know, it's yeah. like I just wanted to let this play out. But yeah, it's 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 cool. I just I I laughed out loud when he's when she's just like, Are you the prince that was promised? Did did. Did the Lord of Light say hi to me? He's just like, just can you can you leave? Yeah. Like, it was, and I'm so glad that happened too. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh man, don't overwhelm him with all this shit. And Davos is like, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you need to go, and we need to talk about all this stuff. Um, yeah. I I like. Well, come. You want to come back to the wall, or do you want to cover the? Yeah, rest let's of get it? back to it. Okay, cool. Because it's good to hit at the end and, and uh, yeah, wrap it up. There's a lot at the end that I kind of want to hint at too. So. Cool. Tower of Joy came next, if I'm that not was- mistaken. That was really exciting. I mean, I mostly I was excited because it happened so quickly, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I, just like the John scene." It was like, "Thank you for not making me wait till the end." Because because this is the other interesting thing. I was okay with that kind of cliffhanger to it, mm-hmm. you know. Which and I, I love your theme of the rules, man. I didn't even think about that, but you know, where again the three eyed Raven has to tell uh, Bran, "Hey, can't stay too long in the in the past." Um. It, you know, it's it's that that ink is dried. You can't change it, and whatever. And um, it was just cool. Like I, I was okay with that cliffhanger because it happened in the beginning of the episode, and it wasn't like that last scene which they so typically do, where something yeah. happens and you're like, "Fuck, just resolve it." Like, give yeah. me some suitable ending here, you know? Well, and they knew, you know, like all of us. I think everybody came into this episode. With two things we really want, we want to see what we want to see what happened to John, and everybody's like, "Oh, the Tower of Joy, we saw it in the preview." Yeah. And I, it would again in season five uh, or more irritating episodes, they would have saved that till the very effing end, knowing everybody's waiting mm-hmm. for this. So I was almost shocked, or I was like, when they cut to it, I was like, "Oh God, right now!" It was like I wasn't ready. I was I was munching on granola, not really you know ready to I pay know, attention. Exactly. So to put that down, I was like, "Oh shit!" I uh, as an aside, by the way, I love that location. The, the cinematography was just gorgeous. Like I, I wonder where that is because it's so pretty. Just the countryside and where it was shot. Um, that's a real place. Like that whole building, that facade is a real old castle somewhere. Like where did yeah. they find that? Jesus, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, did you like, um, did you like the way, cause I haven't read the books, so I don't have this in my head of how that, how that scene, I mean, I just kind of hints and things I've read and, and people have told me, did it play out like you thought 
it should or that it matched your anticipation from the book? Uh, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that I've said before. It is, uh, I don't have any idea where it even happens in the books. Mm-hmm. And it's written in such a way that I didn't even understand I was supposed to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I went back this week and read the Maggie the Frog um, uh, prophecy for Cersei. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no wonder I missed this. When it, I mean, I sort of remembered it, but yeah. it's not—it's not like there's one little scene where the, the where the entire thing happens. It's mm-hmm. you know, so I don't even remember. I didn't look up the Tower of Joy. I should have done that because I I am curious now of like how does that actually happen? How do they play that back? Because it's a it's a weird murky sort of flashback that fans have been piecing together for 20 years or whatever you know it's interesting you missed it because everywhere i look in comment sections everybody's like loyally like rephrasing the every every word about the sword that the that the guarding soldiers had and it's like and then they're like they're nitpicking the shit out of the fact the sword didn't gleam enough in the sun it was supposed to gleam oh my god what are you guys talking about like it was just like the whole there's a lot of people just nitpicking the ever-loving hell out of this and i'm kind of like it's it's those kinds of comments where i'm almost just like Fuck the readers. Like you guys and your book, like if you read the books and you enjoy the books, great. But when you get that meticulous, that, that's when people, those are the people who, who go and see a movie and are just like, the book was better and have no, like they're so, like, unless every word of the, of the book is, is loyally represented on the screen, they just, they have a conniption. They can't just appreciate the fact that it's two different art forms or two different mediums that have to be, you know, have to, they have their own needs and you can't just, you can't, the, the show would be 27 seasons if they even tried to get close to that. So I'm just like, I don't, right. You guys, the sword fight though. I know you mentioned that, uh, in our notes here. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that was just, uh, everything about the, that scene, like the rhythm of it and sort of, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, I, you know, I don't know what it's like to go in as a viewer that has no idea that that scene's coming or didn't mm-hmm. get in the previews. That's what's going to happen. We talked about last week, obviously we we're looking ahead and stuff, but it was just, um, uh, I you know, I felt like, ah, oh, here it is, and I hope this season is all about delivering on these things that have just been stretched out for so long. Mm-hmm. And they immediately, you know, there's there was good dialogue. They establish who the characters are. I still, I liked the whole thing with um, the Raven and Bran, like how he explains, you know, like, oh, that's Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, and even just saying that, I was like, "Oh, cool! Give him that nickname so that everyone knows." Yeah, you know if that ever comes up again. Yeah, and uh, and then and then the rhythm just went perfectly into this fight, which was incredible. I thought that was like, uh, that was that was a, such a great sword fight, and the the two sword thing was totally weird and bizarre. I don't remember that from the books either, but um, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the biggest bummer was just watching all of Ned's Bannerman. Get yeah, dice. someone made a great point on io9 they're like that fight scene was the equivalent of darth maul uh you know pulling out the, the double-bladed lightsaber i felt like that too yeah but without all the show and and frivolousness like it just it was it, every move was a useful move that that guy did and that's how he took out four guys you know it was just it was kind of insane i mean i'm almost like i wish we had more context with that character because it was almost like we didn't know him really so it was almost like i wanted to see anything else like you know the other version of you other tales of him being told at some point just to give it you know a little bit more a bit more uh you know punch but i mean it was it was great for what it was i uh i hated the fact that i mean i don't mind the cliffhanger because we all know what's coming right so they're gonna you know they want they want to let that breathe a little bit um but i hated the fact that the raven's like no 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 you can't see that yet and he pulls him back and he's like then he then he tells uh brand 
And he's like, yeah, you're going to be here for a little while longer and then not. And he's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? He's like, well, you're going to know everything. I'm like, but, but not that thing that you could have just showed him just right. now. Like, so weird. I was and like, what a weird thing to say after you're like, oh, I'm not going to show you this, but you need to know everything. I was just like, okay, well. I, there's a weird thing too where they just haven't explained the rules of that travel yet. Super warging or whatever you want to call and, it. Yeah, and I wish – I, I wish they would. Time just, You know, because of, is it like, are, are the rules the same as the book? Can you clarify what the rules of the book are? I don't, I don't know what, you know, what's going on. You so. can only warg on a full, on a full stomach. You can only warg yeah. after, after the hours, between the hours of 4 p.m. and 12 a.m. You know, it's like, um, I, I also, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I love the dude who played young Ned. I thought, you know, voice, like, it was almost like they got as close as they could to a young Sean Bean. I appreciated that. Yeah, I, I mean, they could have done that trick uh, that we just saw in Captain America and put young Sean Bean's face onto someone's. <laughs> That's expensive. Body. It's expensive though, and I would. I'm glad they didn't because we saw what happens when you put Cersei's real face on a double a body double from last season. Because that was not that was not Lena Headey walking nude because she was pregnant. I mean, it's not like she has a problem with being nude, but she was pregnant, so they couldn't shoot it. So they put awkwardly put her cartoon head on like a. It was so weird. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, the only thing I was going to mention. Uh, for this entire the entire time I've been watching this show and talking to book readers, I have been hearing the name Howland H O W L A N D Reed. I every time it's been spoken, I I always thought they were saying Howland Reed, and I'm always like, is <laughs> like he, Howland is Wolf. He, yeah, I'm like, is he a radio DJ from the fifties? Like what, what the guitar. hell is this Howland Reed nonsense? So when it was actually like written out, and even like um. Uh, when the Three-Eyed Raven said it, he said – he pronounced it in a way that sounded like he was saying Howlin, H-O-W-A. I'm like, who names them – like, what a weird name in the show. So I'm, kind, I'm glad to finally have that clarified, uh, <laughs> you know. That's really funny. Yep. Uh, Howl, Howland Reed. Um, Howl- yeah, and, the, you know, it was a good thing too where they – you know, that's one of those things where the book has that – I mean, sorry, the show has that um, – like they're, they can take that liberty and have the Three-Eyed Raven say, Mira's father – you know, instead yeah, of yeah. a book where you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, another fucking name to keep up with. <laughs> like, who yeah. are all these people? Context yeah. is, is a lovely thing. Well, and, I'm, and I, I, honestly, I didn't pay enough attention when Mira and Jojen were, were introduced. I, I always wondered kind of, well, how the hell, what's their connection to the Starks? That's, I, I had no idea it was this. So that, yeah. that kind of clears, clears that up in my head, too. Yeah, and there's, I think we mentioned this like maybe in our preview or something where, um, there is that moment where Jojen and Mira meet them, and Jojen says something, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, if you didn't know what he was talking about, you're not going to get – like he says something like our fathers knew each other and fought for each other or my father is your father oh, or something. But it's so quick, and that's probably you know season two or whenever that is. I, I don't even remember when – Brand well, I was too busy being like, barrow. hey, look, it's the little boy from Love Actually. And then like while he was delivering that dialogue, I'm just like, there he is. He's all grown up. And then I was like, oh, I probably should pay attention. Yeah. Um, Soon he's uh, going to be on Starkiller Base. Ooh. Is he really? <laughs> he's uh, he's the guy that uh, uh, he turns around I, in, in the Force Awakens. I think it's maybe when it's Poe and Finn are breaking out. That actor is in the Force Awakens? Jojen. Is, How yes. did I not know that? For like two seconds. He just like stands up. Maybe he didn't stand up. He just turns his chair around from the control center and is like, they're stealing a TIE fighter or something like that. Seriously? All of a sudden he's blown up. It's so How did crazy. I not notice that? That's okay. One other thing I'm going to mention about this and we can move on. Um, I have also been seeing, and I didn't know this was a fan theory until last night. Um, okay. A lot of people saying, oh my God, what if Ned finds out that that um, Mira and, and – uh, no, so the whole – 
obviously the whole the whole suspicion is that John's baby John Snow is being born in the tower as we speak. But a lot of fans are, are suggesting now that Mira is his twin sister, and I'm like, why? Why is that? I have fallen down that rabbit hole. Okay, so explain it to me. Why do you, why is that interesting or compelling or story sense makes story sense to you? It doesn't at all. Okay, <laughs> like, no. I don't know. It's one of those where there's a couple of those like um those crazy fan theories that borderline on the sort of tinfoil hat, you know, range mm-hmm. where um it, it yeah, it just it it doesn't make any sense. And I know there's like a couple there's a couple of lines that I think um you know, I don't know. It's just people are spending too much out of out of uh, out of that. And I think the other thing that makes me disbelieve it is I believe most of the evidence is based on the fact that they cast. You know, you could sort of say those two actors look alike. They do, not that it's... like in the book that it's pointed out that way. Yeah, but that it's in the show that way, which sounds like well, you know. <laughs> My only problem is Mira hasn't done anything other than get Bran to that tree. It's not like they've been focusing on her as like, what will her story be? It's just like, she's there. She's a supporting character, and that's as far as yeah. we need to go. So for her to suddenly be the magical twin sister of Jon Snow, it's like that would suggest some other – I mean, you only do that when that character then becomes hugely important later on, and I don't see how that – you know, maybe, maybe you can make the argument that the whole scene with her going, why am I here? And then the, then the forest child's like, you have a part to play. Maybe that's – you know. Maybe that's something that, that. Yeah. I don't think it's, it, I would be, it would be in my mind, it would be way too convoluted. So we'll see. I mean, it would be a surprise maybe, and maybe they pull it off. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's the other thing about this. I, it was cool that they showed the tower of joy scene and everything basically took place the way it takes place in the book, at least as far as like the conversation and the fight or whatever. Um, Cause I can't really speak to the other stuff. I think, you know, in the, in the book, he, uh, Ned does hear his sister like calling his name or something like that, and mm-hmm. and I and I think they even run in on her and see her like with blood, you know, with blood around her. And there's so I think in the book you're meant to think like, oh, is she just wounded or is that the blood of childbirth or whatever? So, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, but it was good to see it. And and uh, I, I like Three-eyed Ravens, Three-eyed yeah. Ravens playing fucking Paul Harvey. Like now the rest of the story, and he brings right back for some reason. I here's what I'm wondering. I think I I have this feeling that um bran is going to go back on his own without the three-eyed raven there and he's going to witness it and then the three-eyed raven's gonna be like no no you're not supposed to see almost like uh. you know almost like a sort of a an in-story avatar for george r. r martin like no not yet i just i feel like <laughs> they kind of tease that like you know bran's like i i'm i i'm gonna find this out and maybe that's maybe the reason he didn't let him do that is so bran does have the the power or the skill to go back by on his own. And, you know, maybe that's kind of like one of his little tests he's setting up for him. Yeah. It's, um, I like the, I do think he's going to, uh, brand is going to somehow he's going to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, there's only so many r- reminders of the rules we can get before we're like, well, obviously that's what he's going to do. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, it's totally, you know, Yoda going, your training is not finished. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go there back. Right another now. Targaryen. Um, points to Mira. It's like, aha, I knew it. No. <laughs> that would be so great if they like just spoiled everything. <laughs> they took every tinfoil hat. Like there's just one episode where <laughs> Mira is confirmed as John's twin. The Meister conspiracy is real. <laughs> you find out Tyrion's a Targaryen. Like what the hell? Like, yeah. that, that'll burn the internet down. Grave Digger comes out of hiding. It'll just be awesome. Okay. Well, let's um, move on. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, click, click game bowl. Yeah. Um, 
Clegainbull. That okay? We'll we'll cover Clegainbull another time. I, <laughs> I have a lot of questions on that, but it will we'll wait until we get more confirmation that Clegainbull. You can Google that if you want to know what that is. That is happening. We'll come back. You know, because I got I got a, I got a little introduction to Clegainbull this morning, sure. and I was like, "What the hell is the?" Oh, okay. Oh so, man, so that's another one you've you've just fallen into. Yeah. yeah let's, what yeah. about um? Well, let's catch up with Daenerys. Whom is let's, you know, do we have to? Because honestly, like and. She, I mean, I, honestly, the, the thing that I took away from the scene last night was thank you for proving me correct for four and a half seasons of hating this character to just do something so boring with her. When I'm like, see, she's a boring <laughs> like she I, it's like Groundhog Day. She wakes up. <laughs> nothing has changed. She's in the same place everywhere she goes. One day she conquers a city. The next day she wakes up. The city's in chaos. She sucks. I'm so tired of Daenerys. It's, I mean, but it's it's stupid because it's like, well, I know she's got to make it to the end. She's she's got to ride well, Lemmy Dragons. Or whatever. Clark looked 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 about as as happy as as you're describing it too. She, I mean, like the whole the whole scene, she just was eye rolling the whole time, just like God, really? They're gonna rip? Uh, they rip my clothes off again? Real? Oh my I God, again? Like, which is why? That, oh, go ahead. And that woman, the uh, you know head Khaleesi or whatever, who's who's talking to her the whole time. I mean, did she not look? Like the witch. Thank you. Okay. Yes. I was. I, 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 I was just staring at her like, am I wrong? I, I mean, thought, no, you're not. Because I thought it passed through my mind too. I'm like, well, that's just, that much just, must just be me. So I'm not the only one. Because while she was ta- in her voice, even too, it kind of sounded like the witch. And for those who are wondering, it's the witch who poisoned Khal Drogo in season one and then Daenerys burned her. Maybe, okay, which is why I'm wondering, I'm wondering if my original theory is going to prove true where Daenerys just gets out of this quickly by just burning the whole tent down with all those women in it and emerges going, ha ha. And then, you know, it's, and maybe that, that woman's similarity to the witch is sort of indicative of that. I don't know, but it's, yeah, I completely agree. I, I thought that up until the moment where she said, I saw you eat that horse's heart. And it was like, oh, okay, so you were in a call somewhere. Okay. You know? Wait, um, how did she see her? How, did she have an iPad? Like, how did how did she see that happen? Like, what was? Well, she were, they, been, were they simulcasting it around Essos? Like, hey, look, everybody, it's a new Khaleesi. She must have been in the call, you know, and I, and at the wedding or whatever that ceremony was. But why would she be there, and not in the tent, if her call had died? Like, if she's been well, I mean, maybe she didn't, you know, wasn't with him till I don't know. She said it. Maybe they all come out because were they in? Uh, they might have been in uh, Vias Dothrock for the wedding. Mm-hmm. That may have been where they traveled for them to get married, and so maybe the whole town was oh, invited. Okay. You All know, right. maybe it's not totally like uh, they're they're sequestered in the <laughs> in the yeah. in the Khaleesi tent. Uh, maybe they are able to go out for certain festivities. <laughs> Again, the rules, the rules of the world. It's like I know, yeah. And you can just tell Daenerys is like, I don't, I don't want to be here again. Like, what is, but I agree. Why would the writers put there's of all the interesting things you could have her do where she's, it, you're so right. It's just, they kind of reset her again to the point where I'm a little worried that I'm not going to care as much as for everything that Jon Snow has gone through and he has evolved from, she has not. So if all of a right. sudden as bad as this is going to be for her dragons to come riding over, like I'm kind of, I won't be as psyched about it because she hasn't, evolved as a character enough you know i want to see her i want to see that be kind of the 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 finale of her her development and i'm just like uh, i agree i mean she she seemingly when she states a lesson about slavery or being a ruler or something it still blows up in her face so it's like uh you know it just who who cares speaking of that 
I was just going to say, speaking what about uh, Gillian <laughs> Sam? What was your take on that? Gillian Sam, honest to God, that's when I pulled my granola back out. I'm like, I'm just going to fast forward through this. As soon as we hit that scene, he started throwing up. I'm like, I don't. I, nothing is nothing can be said here that's of any interest to me you know i kind of caught glimpses of what the conversation was going on it'll be you know it's kind of amusing that he's taking her back to see mom and dad you know even though we we've i been guess t- that was the only point of that scene right but like who cares i mean wait there's nothing about sam and and gilly need to pull a a um a Rickon and Osha, where they just go off, and when they're important again, we can see them again. Like we don't need to follow. Think about how much screen time was wasted on them in this boat to just show. To, they're not again. So far this season, we have gotten at least one scene per episode that was a total waste of time throwback to season five, and this was that <laughs> scene of this of this episode. You could argue it was Daenerys. I think this was at least with Daenerys. You're like, okay, something's going to happen with these two. It's like I don't. We don't. They're not a they're not a primary character. We don't need to see anything more until Sam is a maester and it, you know triumphantly returns with a you know a big giant uh, staff and he's like I, I you know conquers the White Walkers with words or some some such thing. Well, it is so weird that they would yeah that they would that no you know it's like I watch those scenes and I go well obviously they showed that scene to communicate some important fact to me. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to sit there and like go oh god is the important fact that. She's going to go live with his mom. Basically. I, that is so dumb. Yeah. Basically, you know? then she's like, my son, even though my son isn't your son, he is, you're, you're his father. I'm just like, we've, we, how many times have they had a moment between those two characters that has communicated the same thing? It's like, I don't care. I, and it bugs me or because I'm oh, pregnant with another little Sam and he doesn't know. Uh, that almost <laughs> makes me angrier. Don't even suggest that shit. Cause like, that's, if that comes out to be true, I'm like, who, I doubly don't care. It, it bugs me because Sam is one of those characters who need Hurley. Hurley of Game of Thrones needs to go and not be seen for a while because you need to re, you need to f- kind of forget he was there. And he's one of those guys who, you know, speaking of character development, had for a little while a really good arc. You know, he was the bumbling kind of heavy oaf who John befriends. Who you know, he has to find his voice in this world and at the wall of all places. And he does, you know, and actually, and actually gain some confidence gained. And, you know, he, they gave him that kick-ass scene where he kills a white Walker. He slays a white Walker with the dragon glass unsuspectedly, but it was such a badass moment for him. I'm like, okay, now he's going to go off to learn. You need to make Jon Snow feel like he's all the more alone. Don't keep showing Sam because we as the audience need to sort of empathize with John and not see all his friends. If John doesn't see him, we don't see him. And when he comes back, like imagine the reveal, like next season, if, if he came back, we haven't seen him for a while. If, we, if he's missing all of season six, season seven, like there's some kind of white, you know, the White Walker battle kicks off. And there's a moment where, you know, John's cornered by a white, a, a white, the white king or something or somebody's cornered and all of a sudden like you know a, a, a giant obsidian staff like clashes with the white you're like, who is that and it's sam he pulls off his hood and it's sam like doing his gandalf They're like how awesome would that be you know and again that's i don't have you to know, have all that gratification but don't show us what he's up to i don't care it's not and i think when when it was announced in season five like you're not going to see bran and hodor that you know, at least, at least I wondered like, well, I mean, you know, are we going to, what's going to happen to that storyline? Are we going to care when it picks back up or whatever? But it did come in in such a cool way this season. Yeah, exactly. And they could definitely do that with Sam. You know, like we don't need to see this. It would have been great to just catch up with him at the Citadel. Yeah. And he's already, you know, getting something from, you know, uh, 
Merwin or whatever the guy's name is, and she's already living with Sam's parents. Um, yeah, that well, would be interesting. A, and it would have been cool too if we didn't see him. We didn't see him. We didn't see him in like an episode eight. Marwin. Yeah, um, in episode eight or something, you know, it, halfway through the episode, it cuts to like this sort of candlelit chamber and there's just stacks and stacks and stacks of books and a, yeah. you know, a sweaty, just exhausted Sam. And you're like, oh, my God, there he is. And he's like and he's like flipping through some pages and, and you know, you know, he's deep into his his training. And then they, you know, he finds some crucial piece of information or something like that would have been cool. But who I don't need to see him barfing on a boat, having the same damn conversation he's had with Gilly like 25 times now. I don't care. We shouldn't pay it any more attention than it is. I agree. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I love the sound of Back to – so so then we're back in Marine. Yes. (laughs) Danny is in some tent (laughs) somewhere. Uh, I – you know, um, what did it – did it start – I think it it started with Varys, right? Yep. Varys and the the hooker. Fanning himself. (laughs) What a good spinoff that would be. Varys and the hooker. It's just like, it's like starring Colin, or what is his name? Oh, God. Colin. 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 I want to say Colin Firth, but that's not his name. It's Colin something. Anyway. Lee or Heath or. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Heath, whatever. That guy. Yeah. Conless Van Marsh. I'm there you go. Conless Conless Van Marsh. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed him uh, being the spider again. Yeah. Uh, I did too. It was cool. There was, you know, I it's, about that. it's funny too because they then they flip to the Tyrion scene where he's he's talking to Grey Worm and uh, Missandei and uh, he's, you know, he's the old Tyrion. Yes, he was. was cool, but I also felt like, are y'all ad-libbing this? <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I just felt that thing of like, what? This is like literally filler waiting for Vera yeah. to walk back upstairs. And I, I don't know whether to, to just think that's funny and just roll with it or like if it, I mean, it didn't really bother me. It's just, it was just funny in retrospect that like, that's all that happened. Like he literally got no information out of them, you know? <laughs> it was, it was a funny little character moment, you know, like it was, it was kind of useless, but I did like the fact that a, we got to see a, you're right. We got to see a flash of the old Tyrion where he drinks and just tries to make sense of what's going on. It's not like, it's not, he's back on his game again. You know, it really did yeah. feel like the, the, when he was the hand of the King, like those kinds of things where he's just kind exactly. of running around with um and it, yeah, I, I love, yeah i mean you pointed that out uh, uh, you know a couple of podcasts ago and, and that's totally what i've just been seeing now is like you're right that he this is like the his own small council yeah and so i think that was what was so cool about seeing Varys do his old you know tricks again Varys is doing his trick and Tyrion's like i guess i should make this work somehow dude but what do you guys talk about they're like nothing <laughs> it's like okay yeah i was thinking that maybe for a moment there he was going to start talking about the fact that those two were into each other because he was kind of headed as like well what do you guys talk about when i'm not right. here and then like and i was waiting for him to go i think you like each other but it never never even came to that i was like okay well i guess i mean it was unlike the other waste wasteful scenes like it just it gave us a character moment at the very least that we i needed again so it was fine well that's good and then then there was this weird cut where um well not weird but it's it was just an interesting cut where Varys mentions his little birds mm-hmm. and immediately like smash cut to all these children yeah in uh you know dr frankenstein's <laughs> laboratory in in uh king's landing so and there so the birds are these children mm-hmm. that kyburn has now discovered mm-hmm. I thought that was really – I mean what was your take as a as the viewer of it? Like, I was – you know, this whole time when they've said little birds, I never – it never really occurred to me it would be exclusively children. I always thought maybe either. there was like 
a kid and you know, a kid or two, but I thought it was more like, you know, the hookers and the, the cleaning yeah. women and maybe like the stable hand or something and not like, Oh, the, he actually means little birds kind of literally like, Hey, these little kids are running around the overhearing stuff. And I'm like, well, that's kind of neat. There I mean, was it, sort of, it's sort of made, did it make you uncomfortable? That's what I was about to it say. It didn't. It didn't. Honestly, okay. I've seen other, a couple other people say, "Ooh, ew, that was creepy. And I'm like, well, yeah. And in sense that, I mean, would it be any creepier if Varys or Littlefinger did it? You know, and we, what well, was? I mean, oh, I wasn't even thinking the creepiness with Kyber, and I was thinking it was creepy to think of Varys having these little birds because I, I don't know. There's just always been like a a, a weird side to Varys where you don't tr- trust him exactly. Mm-hmm. I think Littlefinger's probably hinted, you know, one time that he was, oh my god, did they just? I am just figuring this out that Littlefinger had seen Varys with these children, mm-hmm. and it, it, this is like five, six seasons ago, probably in the first season, accuses Varys of being into little children. Oh, interesting. But Littlefinger was obviously just seeing Varys mm-hmm. talking to his spies Yeah, all well, along. Varys is, Varys is a eunuch, too, so there's that, you know... Of course, yeah. Can't really get that so, interested at the end of the day. <laughs> so's Grey Worm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, oh my God, I can't, I literally, I just feel so stupid for just figuring that out. But um, that's okay. Pro- probably I, not I don't the remember only that one. at all, actually. I mean, <clears throat> well, like, like the seed is, was planted in my head, you know, at the, in the first season, I bet, like, oh, Varys has got some sort of, you know, weird perversion to him. But so it's a little like, finger, little fingered you. He actually I mean, manipulated you. Into- yeah, I got fingered. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I got fingered. Have, <laughs> just just have a, it's a mockingbird pen, and it just <laughs> yeah. says I got fingered. That's brilliant. I got a little oh fingered. God, no, no, just fingered. Fingered is. Oh no, no, have fingered and have the word little in tiny font above it, <laughs> and then uh, have the mocking in the mockingbird pen. The mocking J. Yikes! All right, yeah. So. Um, and then the other thing we noticed in that scene that plays out right after that is that you and I had uh, hypothesized about this last week, but apparently everyone just knows that Robert Strong is the mountain. Mm. He shows up and he calls yeah. uh, Kyburn, I think, calls him Sir Gregor. Mm. And then he just openly talked about in the in the small council meeting that they interrupt. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so I, there's some confusion this morning too. They have, you, some people are like, oh, they've just been referring to him as the, as uh, Greg, or Gregor Clegane this whole time. I'm like, no, 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 no. They introduced, Clyburn introduced him as Lord Robert, or, uh, Sir Robert right. Strong. So that's been, this is probably the first episode where they mentioned that he's the mountain, I think. Right. And, um, and what you had said last week, which I thought was totally spot on was, we, the audience, know it's the mountain, mm-hmm. but the people in the show we're, – so we're sort of meant to believe that the people in the show are buying the excuse that it's mm-hmm. this new guy, Robert Strong. Apparently not, though. Well, it's but, funny I, too. but I wonder if it's just the small council or whatever. Well, I mean I think like when we saw last week the soldiers kind of shit themselves at the fact that he was coming out. I think, I think everybody suspects it, but no one wants to say it unless you are you – know, you're one of the people who – think you have power or think you are protected. And it was funny that it was Pycelle. I mean, we haven't seen Pycelle in forever. So it was cool to see him back um, again. And just the fact that it was him being, you know, kind of ripping on him, like, all right, you, we can't have that monstrosity here. And then when, when the Lannisters and the mountain come rolling in, you heard the little fart, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> there was a little fart that happened. Like, and it, it, you're led to believe it was Pycelle, but it might've been, the Terrell father too, because he was sitting right beside him, and they both kind of looked like, "Oh shit, he's here!" Like it was really. I had to. I haven't rewound it yet, but I was just like, "What? Who just farted?" Like, oh my god, no, that? I did not see that. <laughs> it was. It was really fast, but you heard. It was very audible, and I'm just like, "Who 
was that Pycelle? Is that it? Yeah. Well, I, the other cool thing about that scene was that it reintroduced uh, Kevin Lannister, who was yes, and and um, there's definitely been this thing in the books where. Uh, when does he leave or something? Shit. I, it's these fucking books, man. I just question my memory all the time. But um, I don't know. I just like that idea that a Lannister has been left in sort of in charge of Tommen, you know, or at least supervising him. And he does not agree with Cersei. Mm-hmm. And so that seeing that conflict, I mean, again, it's just more of that like old school politics. The whole reason we started watching this, you know, we, we want to see the Game of Thrones. And, and now we're back in it with small council meetings and stuff. What like was that. his name again? I forget. Uh, the Ke- Kevin Lannister. Kevin. He, it's yes. funny how, it, how like his brother he is because he's Tywin's brother, right? Or is he a, like a, a minor Lannister? He is. Uh, yeah, I think maybe. Um, or at least he's, he's Tywin's wife's brother or some, you know, some such thing. Um, but no, that wouldn't make any sense because it's all by it's all yes, by the by younger the brother of Taiwan. Okay, it's cool. I, I like that. I mean, he kind of. I love that he's kind of just rolling like his brother and just isn't putting up with any of this nonsense. It was exactly. kind of also cool to see that. Oh yeah, this small council's been meeting this whole time as we've been seeing all these other ridiculous things in Dorne and Cersei's not like they've still been governing like basically for Toman and just kind of keeping things running as smoothly as they can. I loved freaking seeing Olena Tyrell again. Anytime Diana oh, yeah. Rigg is on camera, just like stop, just stop what you're doing and just enjoy because she. You know, even if it's like for thirty seconds, well, like it was last night, it was great. And that just that, oh, it was such a good echo of the scene where Tyrion arrives as Hand of the King and drags the chair over to the yes! table. I mean, they oh even like God. pulled up chairs, you know, and Jamie and Cersei sit down, and it was like, oh man, this is like <laughs> the, how the tables have turned, you know? Well, like brother, like brother and sister. Apparently, like it just—it's funny that they were—they've kind yeah. of—they've re- been reduced to that, you know, as as uh, exactly as siblings. Um, yeah, <laughs> and even though they bring their 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 muscle in with them, it's just like nobody's other than the little fart. There was really no, you know, everybody's just kind of like we're not. This isn't impressing to, impressive to us at all. Um, yeah, that's that is. I I love that scene. Everything about it was cool. Um, it was cool. I, there were, you know, there's. Uh, I know on on I think it's in Storm of Spoilers that podcast where they've questioned, you know, because it's so off book now. Is the is the dialogue going to sort of ring the same way because the mm. show writers don't, you know, they don't have anything to fall back on. Like at least before, they could just mm. crib a line from the books, and if it if it stunk, they could blame it on Martin. But now, you know, now they can't. Um, so there, you know, there have been a couple places where I've noticed, like, you know, like the, a joke might seem a little too contemporary or something, <laughs> and that was kind of one of those scenes. But I still liked the whole oh like, yeah elements of it, you know, where where. Uh- where Jamie just takes his place and it's like, Hey, we're here to deal with it. I great. feel like if they're going to, if they're going to just stray from the books at this point, they have every right to. And especially if they're going to, if they're going to oh, do absolutely. that kind of thing, you know, that that's that, those are the changes. I don't mind at all. It keeps the energy. Exactly. Keep keeps me engaged, moving. you know? Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's jump now from King's landing to, and I don't know if this is exactly the order, um, I, but it's, but, uh, Ramsey and, uh, yeah, and a, umbers and a and, Stark and the Umbers, and, that and so, was- so I didn't put this in the notes, but um, I really, I really like this scene too because we don't. It's been a while since we've seen the leaders of the other northern houses, yeah. kind of hang out. So we've we've kind of got a good glimpse of the Car Starks, but seeing that Umber is it the Umber Lord or whoever he was there, yeah. um, just seeing how ma- just frank and matter of fact he was it, to somebody like Ramsay, who he knows full well is a complete just fucking 
train wreck and, and terrible oh, person, yeah. you know, who could kill him in a second. It was just great to see him be like, I'm not going to bow to you. I know you killed your father. You know, he was an idiot too. And, he, and it's like nothing, nothing about him was like, and just knowing he hit the card he was holding was so strong that he oh, could yeah. stay and do whatever he wanted was kind of fun to see. And the fact that he's like, he's like, you know, we're the further, the furthest, most Northern try, you know, uh, the house or whatever. It's like those wildlings come over. It's us. That's got to fight them. I love fighting them, but I can't do this anymore by myself. And yeah. you know, we're going to have to up our game a little bit. So that was cool. I like yeah, that. And if, if I recall correctly from uh, not from my own memory, but from uh, other podcasts where they nerd out over this stuff is that the umber was the guy that, um, if you remember, like Rob's wolf bit this dude's finger off oh, because okay. he dared to speak up to Rob in a meeting. And then the guy ended up just sort of looking down at me like, well, <laughs> you got that wolf. I'll go with you anywhere. I ba- I vaguely remember that. That's yeah, the- and that was an umber. Okay. And then the car Stark was the one who's who went and uh, killed the the little Lannister boys that the yeah. that the Starks had captured. And so so yeah, at that table is like Ramsay and some car Stark douchebag. And then this Umber guy walks in and he's oh, it was just so great how arrogant he was and how they don't. I'm not going to kneel either, you know that sort of thing. Of like we're not doing all that crap. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh man. So Osha and Rickon. Um, whom you know i'm sorry i'm sort of sorry i i saw that coming from those previews um, i think everybody did you know i'd be surprised if anybody thought it would be sansa again you know i think for I, yeah the only thought i had that was funny was uh i i briefly thought oh my god i wonder if theon is going to end up rescuing them mm. and sort of make up for you know to mm. both of them because he was so abusive to osha when he took over winterfell mm. and you know <clears throat> he you know, chased after Rickon and burned some kid in his place. I thought like, oh, what a, what a like turnabout that would be. And then of course, in the previews for next week, we see Theon on a boat headed to Pike. Yeah. And I was like, well, so much for that idea. I don't think he's got it in him. I don't think he's got any of that fire in him. I think he's just looking for to be, yeah. you know, to basically have his penance. Can we give a shout out by the way, burr, 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 like the, uh, the actor award to Art Parkinson, who Who's was that? the original Rickon, who they didn't recast and three years later is back. Like, Wow. I, when they took the bag off, I'm like, oh my, because I was kind of in my head going, it's probably going to be Rick. When they you know, showed Osha, I was like, okay, who is Rick? And who's going to play Rick? And I'm like, oh my God, it's the same actor. And I had to you know, look it up to verify, but I was, I was so shocked. They, you know, they have recast Toman, they recast Marcella, they recast, yeah. they recast the mountain, you know, a couple of times. And I was just thinking, well, it's been too long, but there he was, little Art Parkinson. He, he made it all the way back. So good that's on funny it. because I did, I did think when they pulled it off, when they, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like, well, obviously it's Rickon. And <laughs> I guess, especially after they revealed Osha. Um, but I, I did think, like, am I even going to recognize this guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but maybe they did that Tony Stark face swap. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, and then uh, when you talk about Trump cards, when he's like, oh, how do I know this is Rickon Stark? That oh. move with the direwolf's head was so gross yeah, and appropriate for that for the like one upsmanship of that scene like just to put shaggy dog's head yeah. on the table that way i mean it was disgusting but that umber guy he knew what he was holding well and it was like such a ramsay thing too it's like this is what ramsay will respect you know yep. here you go like so it was like that umber make that umber guy the warden of the north like he like <laughs> he's 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 just as big a dick, but he's so pragmatic about everything. I kind of like I kind of yeah. dig his his uh, chutzpah a little bit. I mean, it's, it's sad. those poor direwolves, man. It's gonna be like like uh, 
There's going to be. I mean, um, who's uh, who's Arya's? She's still out there somewhere. I believe Arya's is named Nymeria. Nymeria's still out there. Um, John's uh, John's is still out there. Is that it? Are those the only two? Um, Rob's dead. Sansa's dead. Uh, I mean, that's, that's basically it. That's that's everybody. Yeah. So Nymeria and uh, Wolf. Is it what's no? What's his name? What's Ghost? Uh, Ghost. God, can't think of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the only two left. And Nymeria, complete tangent, but is there some kind of book lore that says Nymeria is out there, like basically breeding new direwolves or doing some kind of hurting? Not breeding, but um, I I believe Arya wargs into her from time to time to kind of check in to Westeros. In the books. Yeah. I think they're abandoning that for the show. Yeah, Uh, I, I, uh, I think that's that's done. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's let's kind of let's move this around because since we're on the Arya note, sure, yes. Um, again, you know, just kind of running her training montage. It's it was kind of like their Rocky moment where you know I was almost waiting for them to be like <laughs> you're the best around, you know, or having uh, I the Tiger start playing while she's in her. You, in fact, I can't. I'm sure it's been done. If it hasn't yet, uh, by this weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that clip and put I the Tiger underneath it while she's doing her little training montage because it's it fits so well. Um, and I like the fact you know. She finally, finally is like using, you know, she's like, okay, I need to listen to my, listen to my environment. I can't see, so I should probably, yeah. you know, try to use that to adapt. And it was just kind of cool to see her finally be like, oh, I'm being trained, so I should probably get better and learn and, you know. so Yeah. And, you know, and it may be like a cliche in that like, okay, there's a little bit of hardship in the scene. And then she, yeah, and, you know, the training montage. And then all of a sudden she's there to block the next shot and mm-hmm. take a swing. But to me, it was like, no, that's what we want to see. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I get that it's a cliche, but it's like we've suffered through so many years of her, especially even just the beginning of that scene. She gets her ass kicked. And yeah. I keep thinking yeah. of some commenter I saw a couple of weeks ago, the first time the wave kicked her ass, where, you know, they some somebody put like a gif up and was like, this is the moment that like her skull is fractured, oh, you know? Geez. And I kept thinking of like, yeah, of course, because like, I mean, she's pummeling Arya in the face repeatedly. It was just there's so much of that that you know that we could take, and and thank God they just turned it around. And Hannah thought it fit with last week where she had a little bit of a trial, and then Jockin shows up and is like, you know, a girl may sleep tonight, whatever, blah blah. blah. You're not a beggar, yeah, yeah. Um, So I was good that we saw a little bit of struggle, but then. A lesson learned. Did, you know, I, I was watching on an iPad, so I didn't get to the full screen view. Did, oh my gosh! Did Jockin have a face of concern at any point during that? Because I could have swore when he was walk, when she was like mixing the, and I didn't even know what she was doing with the powder and the, the vials and stuff. I'm like, is she like accidentally poisoning herself? What's going on here? And it, it's like he kind of walked in behind her a couple times. Again, cliche, but it was kind of fun, you know. Um, yeah. But did he? Did he look? Like he is like it, it seemed like from from the screen I was on like it looked like he was almost like worried about her is did, did I misread that entirely? I there was definitely like maybe a touch of humanity where mm-hmm. yeah but I it wouldn't it wouldn't over overly so but at least okay. um, I, I think it was more of the the proud teacher where he was like no I think she's getting it now yeah. you know I was like, yeah we should <clears throat> we should mix that scene with eye of the tiger underneath it with that scene from kill bill two, where she's being trained by the, uh, it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of that too, where, you know, where, uh, uh, the bride is, is off, uh, being trained by that, uh, the, the white haired, um, I oh, forget it. I forget the character name, but the white haired, uh, you know, Zen master. And he's like, so he's a really, he's basically like, he's whacking it. You know, every time she messes up, he like whacks her with the, his little cane. 
Um, and then she gets better. And then, then every time he approves of what she does, he like takes his, he takes his Fu Manchu and kind of like swipes it to the side, you know, yeah, nods his head like, yes. And I just kind of felt there was a, there was a little of that too. Last day. Just the whole thing was, it was, it was all cliche, but it was the best kind of cliche. Right. Um, I love that. Um, one thing I was going to ask you with, he asks her, is it him or her, or the waif that asks her about her list and waif. She, that was during uh, the, yeah, that during the game of faces, you know. She, where, um, yeah, 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 and she, but but Arya has left off a few names now. Like she's not, yeah, she naming, definitely left off Wrath, um, the Sweetling, and the Tickler, uh-huh. um, Melisandre. Well, uh, I don't think she was ever on it. Uh, Dar- no, no, because when they took uh, Gendry, she started oh, naming she like Dor- uh, the Beric Dondarrion and Melisandre, and like all those guys. She started naming off because she's like, those guys are are. I mean, at least I thought. Um, yeah. And now they're off it, interestingly enough. And everybody else is dead. So it's like kind of down to those – well, we think are dead. It's kind of down to those those three. Hashtag Clegane Bull um, right. 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and do you think too was – it, was the Wave trying to get herself on the list? It was kind of weird where she's like, who else? Oh. Like, you know? <laughs> I, that I was didn't think so. I, I thought it was interesting that she planted those names back in. Like I almost thought – Wow, I wonder if they're gonna help her out and send her out to kill those people or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give her some sort of mission. I mean, the idea that she just is, you know, a, a girl with no name, and then they just send her out to kill, you know, Balon Greyjoy or something. It's like, oh my god, yeah. this 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 girl has this like crazy vengeance on her mind. At least for yeah. six years. I mean, give her something. Yeah. Um. One of the things I was thinking of too. A. You know, I asked you last week. Do, does she still think? She has no name, really, or is she actually starting to buy into it herself? I, I still think that question. I, I still I think, think she's cool. I think that's a cool question because it's like I think you know when he asked it last night in the episode last night, um, I felt like oh they both get that this is kind of a game. Yeah, you know, and she well, and it's then, sort of like the game of faces. She has to say a girl has no name or I am no one with such be- like believability. Mm-hmm. It's it's not so much that I don't know. I just I just kind of found myself wondering about that last night. Like, is the point that she really believes that she is no one, or is the point that she can convince someone that she's no one? Well, and you know? and on that same note, we know Jack and Hagar's name is Jack and Hagar. So at some point, he, you know, and I forget exactly how he said that because man, if if I may be totally wrong about this, but I'm remembering back to season two where she first meets him. And he's like, a man has no name. And she's like, yeah, but everybody has a name. He's like, well, if I have to have a name, it is Jack and Hagar. I, he's, he reveals a name. He gives himself a name one way or the other. So it's not like right. it's forbidden to say a name. So the question is, is that his real name? Like, you know, does it matter? Is, is she allowed to say her name under certain circumstances? It's, I, I need to go back and rewatch. Knowing yeah. this is where they are now, I need to go back and watch some of those season two well, episodes. Well, and I'll be interested to see what they do with this. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we get it. I want to know what, what happens next. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where is she going to go where she needs no name and no one knows her and she can play the game of, you know, like wear another face and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's, let's go back to King's Landing real quick. To yeah. We should definitely scene. talk about Tommen. Yeah. Which, which I'm torn on this scene. That's the, and it's where Tommen, Tommen visits the high sparrow. Yeah. Um, I, part of it felt just kind of like not, you know, throw away, but part of it was, you know, on one hand it, I liked it because it gave us yet one more <laughs> poor Tom and he just wants somebody to like him. That's all he wants. He, just, yeah. he wants somebody to be like, you're doing a good job, kid. But, um, but it, it was so, he's such a, he's such a weak bag of weak sauce that I, I for one brief second, I kind of found myself going, 
can we just get Joffrey back to at least do something? Because this is – I don't know what this is. I don't know what this kid's up to. Well, um, again, like I I wasn't so harsh in my judgment of it because I feel like they rushed the story of the faith militant taking over the sept and mm-hmm. getting – that influence in the city. So those little moments, you know, especially like just, I just watched Jonathan Price, like read the phone book or something, but just watching him have a conversation with Tom and, um, which was very much like the one he had with Jamie, where I'm, you know, I'm sort of like reading menace underneath it, but mm-hmm. the words he's saying are, were very kind. I thought he was being very generous to Tom and, and influencing him in that way and telling the story of the faith militant and the faith and the way they've you know spread their influence in the city and so i just thought it was like a cool glimpse into that so as much as i would have thrown away like the sam you know and gilly scene i i did like the tom and high sparrow scene remind me a lot though of that scene where uh after joffrey dies uh Iwin kind of takes him aside you know out of cersei's reach and just starts kind of preaching to him too like this is what you're expected to do it's just like this this kid needs and Tommen hasn't had that. Yeah. Even though you would think that Kevin would be doing that, but I guess he's not. You think, but it looks like I mean, like the High Sparrow is such a freaking manipulative little sneak. Like you could, t- I I feel like the High Sparrow knows exactly what he's doing. He's like, oh, this king needs needs a guide. I'll be, I'll sort of sneakily, you know, be his be his guide. I'll appeal yeah. to his sense of his sense of fairness, and uh, you know, I'll I'll kind of put him under my wing. Like it would wouldn't it be something if Tommen all of a sudden like becomes a a. a Convert to uh, not that he will become a uh, you know faith militant, but just basically become a you know a, a leading member of the of the faith or a, of the faith. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, I mean, you know, he could. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> that would certainly put uh, the Lannister, like Cersei and Jaime, out of power immediately. Like if he really wanted to play the Game of Thrones, that's what he would do. <laughs> and maybe, and I feel like he, I feel like he's he's kind of. Everything the High Sparrow is doing feels intentional. There's nothing about it. He can say all day long, I'm just a poor man doing what I'm doing. Like, he says that, but everything he does is very, feels very considered. Like, you don't amass a, a, a group of guys and take control of a good chunk of King's Landing without, you know, having some intentional strategy. Yeah. You're, you know, what you're up yeah. to. So. Well, um, it's all uncharted territory for readers because in the books, at least according to my memory and, and you know, some quick Googling is that, I, Tommen is just sort of an idiot who plays with his kittens all day. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he doesn't really have a role in the books in that way. Like there's no – there is no Game of thrones for him. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Gaming, gaming of Thrones. So yeah, yeah, he seems he seems to be the least interested, which means he should yeah. probably die sooner or later. And, you know, the, the witch did tell Cersei all her kids are going to die. So it's, you know, what's what's his fate, I wonder. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's certainly not going to be fighting yes. at the wall. You know, it's going to be maybe, maybe, uh, Alaria Sand is going to, by the way, speaking of that, I'm so glad if there we never no saw Dorn in this episode, I, if we never saw Dorn until the end of next year, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't care. It, it just, it felt almost yeah. refreshing to be like, Oh, we don't have to deal with that again. Thank God. Yeah. But there was a cool, didn't, uh, did Jamie mention it or somebody mentioned the small council meeting? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. I thought somebody said something about like, you know, the women in charge now or blah 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 i think he calls them like those insane he says something about like in those insane little bitches or something like that he calls them something derogatory but yeah that's all we need though we don't need to see like we don't need to cut to freaking Dorn and just have some nonsense scene where there's like and we're in power now isn't this great girls you know it's like just have jamie say it and that's all we need like that's yeah just stay there until uh, daenerys needs a place to land her dragons 
<laughs> if she ever gets there, maybe. I mean, it, at the end of season eight, when the White Walkers have finally taken over King's Landing, <laughs> snow is falling on the throne, and and she's like, "Hey, I'm here, guys." That was her vision. That's what she was envisioning. That was what her. Remember her vision in the uh, in whatever that other tower was, where she where she sees literally that. That's what happens. She's like, "I'm here." Oh, it's too late. Well, or was it Ash that we saw falling? Ooh, there's a good thought. I'm borrowing that from some other smart people. Yeah, I never uh, thought about that. Probably the, the storm of spoilers people. They they say everything smart, really. Well, let's quickly. actually they just say everything, so a lot of it ends up being smart. Gotcha. Um, we are trying to you know put a tight button on hour long yes. podcasts, so yes. I'm gonna start backwards. Okay. This, this uh, episode was called Oathbreaker. Mm-hmm. Broke his oath. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to my kind of broad stroke theme of the episode and that we were reminded a lot of, a lot of the way through that, you know, these characters have been challenged by the rules of their situation, whether it be of the, you know, the politics of where they are, of the, of the, you know, just the situation they're in, of their heritage of, you know, so rules have been kind of imposed upon these people. So every character seems like they were sort of challenged to break the rules or break their oath or break their, you know, kind of their circumstances. And at the yeah. end, Jon Snow basically said, fuck it to the whole thing, which I found interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I think to answer that question, you got to look at where the night's watch currently is. And it was interesting that that scene happened when you kind of pan right. out over the crowd, looking at the hanging, there were, you know, it, was, it felt like there were very few Night's Watchmen there and a lot of wildlings yeah, exactly. and a lot of confusion. And I feel like the Night's Watch as we knew it is kind of done. And honestly, yeah. with the hanging of um, of uh, the, the former Lord Commander, Alistair. Alistair, the hanging of Alistair kind of seals that in. Um, you know, like he represented kind of the old school Night's Watch. So once he's gone, and I feel like that and John kind of handing his coat over kind of is like, it's all up in the air now. Like any, what we knew as the Night's Watch is done. And now it's kind of anyone's guess what this group of people does moving forward. Well, I love, I love your whole take on this episode about, about uh, being about the rules because one of the things, even though John has been such a rule keeper, the mm-hmm. big growth that we've seen in John is because John saw what was happening north of the wall and realized the game changed and the rules have to change. We can't just keep wildlings out of the kingdom mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the seven kingdoms, you know? And so that, <clears throat> yeah, he, you know, he had to, he, everything he's done since that point has been, you know, it's sort of like Davos. Like he sees the larger game. He sees the larger problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's very cool that he's willing to break those rules you know, for the, you know, the, for the realm, really. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just thought that I thought that was just such a weird thing to title the episode that when you had even said, uh, you know, probably in our first podcast, so like, well, he's he doesn't have to be in the Night's Watch anymore. His oath is over because he pledged to be in the Night's Watch till he died, and he died. Until he died, yeah. So if anything, I mean, like that that technicality gets him off. But again, I don't think there's a Night's Watch to really. I think all of that just got chucked out the window. You know. And, and the other, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't even look up Oathbreaker on like the on the wiki or anything to see if it meant anything. But Oathkeeper is the name of Brienne's sword. Mm, okay. And so I thought I just took it as like, um, and I guess maybe they call John an Oathbreaker when he joins the Wildlings and something like that. But um, <clears throat> so maybe it was more of a, you know, a nod to like that's what Alistair's called him all along. Has there was there in the very first episode where Ned beheads the um, runaway 
Night's Watchmen. Is the word Oathbreaker used at all, either by oh, Ned or that is the- such a good question? I wonder. I, I don't. Because- I don't remember. Because if you, if anything, you saw, you know, Jon Snow was there. He witnessed that. That kind of informs a lot of his sort of yeah. his up, you know, how, who he is as a person and a soldier. And then he had to repeat that a second time because we already saw him do that as Lord Commander. He only had to kill somebody. He had to kill Mance Raider too. But we saw him again confronted with the fact that he has to deliver punishment on these guys. Um, yeah. And it's I, I really, really liked these just him going down the line asking if anybody has something to say i thought it was kind of yeah i was like right my mom and i'm just like okay and then it gets to alistair and alistair honest to god i have way more respect for alistair's character now that he's like you know what i i we had a set of rules and i was you broke them and i was following them and if you're gonna kill me for it so be it but i'm gonna die knowing that i've done everything i can do and i'm just kind of like damn man man that's uh you know, I, I, he still needed to go, but I'm kind of, I was really sort of taken back by his, by his, you know, his, his, his insistent, he's almost like a hardline conservative. He's almost just like one of those guys who's like, I'm not going to betray my principles. He's that guy, you know, and he, to the, well, you know, end. he's, it's, it's Ned, except that at the bitter end, Ned cut a deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Wow. Yeah. And, and still died for it, you know, which was like, what a waste. But Alistair just went out. <laughs> with his principles intact. I did like that. that his, but then, that but then we <laughs> go ahead. I was sure I was going to, I was about to say the same thing you were, <laughs> which is <laughs> what, what were you going to say? That treacherous little shit was just in, you know, <laughs> to the very end, he just that with that little, that little condescending look on his face. And, you know, if I were John, yeah, I mean, you could see John, his heart kind of broke, but at the same time, I'm like this little son of a bitch, he, Man, he stabbed I really me and he, he doesn't have anything to say for himself. <laughs> you know, and that, he didn't have anything to say like you traitor, you know, nothing, just silently just petulant to the end. I was just like, you little, I, what creeped me out. If there's anything in this episode that creeped me out, it was after he hung them and it kind of flashed back on their faces. And I'm just like, wouldn't it be something if, you know, he, they don't burn them quick enough. And then Ollie comes back, all of them come back as, as, <laughs> as white walkers, you know, and cause they kind of have that creepy sort of dead white yeah. walker look on their faces already. I'm just like, I don't know. Um, one final, well, there's a, okay. been this funny story developing on uh on the cast of kings podcast where one of the hosts uh opened a subreddit called fuck ollie <laughs> and other <laughs> opened a subreddit called ollie rules and at some point like i think before the season started they you know it, they announced it was just really funny where he was like yeah so uh, we've got over 200 people on the ollie rules subreddit <laughs> and then joanna's like yeah we have twelve thousand people on the fuck ollie reddit <laughs> You know, I feel bad. Like it was so out of proportion. I feel so- bad for Ollie and his parents, but that kid has done everything in his power to make me hate the hell out of him. So, you know, yeah, I almost man. wish, I really wish that, I wish he would have met kind of a grislier end, but whatever it is. it is. You know, I think maybe last episode I, I sort of apologized for him and was like, well, I mean, you know, it's he did have to watch his parents, you know, get killed by the wildlings. And Egret was in that group that raided his town. And then I remembered this week, yeah, but Egret kept him safe, didn't she? Yeah. And then yeah. he ends up just shooting her. And nodding triumphantly like, I know yeah. what's what, John. I just killed your girlfriend. That's what did You're him welcome. in. Like, do she like nod after he killed Egret? <laughs> That's just – and the, the actor they cast for that kid too just does such a great job of just – you know, he's almost as, hate, as, as, as loathsome as Joffrey. You know, and he doesn't even have yeah. to talk. He can just stand there with a little – smug look on his face i'm glad he's gone one other thing i'm going to mention about this scene that's a little conspiratorial 
John hands his coat mm-hmm. off to uh, Ed. What's his yeah. name? Dolores Ed. Dolores Ed. Which I thought was a great I – mean, if someone's going to be next, might as well be him. Um, but then he walks off wearing his like civvies basically. And I'm like, are you not cold at all? And he didn't look like he was <laughs> – and maybe he was just walking to go get another coat or something. But just it was weird to go, is he leaving the castle? Like I was, I was, I was wondering and I was interested in his trajectory as he exited the scene. I'm like, where is he headed to? Because if he's just leaving the castle without a coat on – does that mean he's not cold anymore? Like I interesting. I, and maybe that I was, wasn't meant to take anything from it, but it was curious all the same. <laughs> I, that's funny that I, that didn't even really register with me because uh, there are so many other times where, where that does register with me. And I'm like, man, isn't that guy cold? <laughs> like when Sansa and Theon got in that river, <laughs> oh yeah whatever. i'm like oh my well i was just like well now you're dead <laughs> that's a great point and yeah. now, now you die of you know hypothermia, like hypothermia and that's the at the story of you yeah i mean it's probably just probably nothing but i was just like i noticed that as he was leaving i'm like where is he heading and does is he gonna get a coat i'm i am granted like you know he woke up naked in the you know freezing yeah. room or whatever so maybe he's just like it's all relative mate i don't like three hours ago i was wearing you know nothing so this is this is warm actually i'm, I'm actually comfortable yeah it's all thermal well we got to hit those previews really yeah. quickly because we saw in the in the next week on game of thrones one is some giant door opening to to a keep obviously and brienne and sansa are behind okay. it and uh Podrick. Mm-hmm. um so i wonder what keep that is yeah, I, there was a lot in those previews that was was very vague. Like it didn't, it didn't sort of. It was like a supercut of like crazy tantalizing nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it was so juxt, it was juxtaposed so bizarrely that I can't even, I can't even speculate other than to think, you know. Well, that's yeah. You know, if they're gonna open, oh sorry, I was sorry. gonna say, well, if they're gonna, and I'm guessing that what they're peeking into is not what that shot ultimately was. So I don't. Good. You know, yeah. it's and maybe it's maybe that was the shot of of. Uh, yeah, maybe they're just getting on a bridge or something. Yeah, something. I mean, I, I really want – it's it's high time Littlefinger returns at some point. So the fact we didn't have a Sansa Brienne storyline this week, hopefully they you – know, obviously they are next week. Hopefully one of the things they do is find Littlefinger. Well, and we get we – get, well, we get a yeah. – Yeah, there's a preview of him talking to Robin. So he's presumably in the veil. And then I believe there's one of the Knights of the Veil is the person they cut to. But it's like this weird cut where I'm like, wait, or is he standing next to Littlefinger or is this in another scene? I don't know. It looks like they kept the Robin actor too. Like that kid, that kid looked yeah. spookier growing growing up a little bit. I'm like, oh god, he's back. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. And then of course Theon meeting up with uh, Asha. I mean Yara. Yeah. And um and looking very repentant and sh- and she's very scolding in that scene or whatever. Like she came back for him and and he turned her away. Um, <clears throat> I you know I wonder what's going to happen with that relationship if he's just going to support her and her queen's mood. Um, or if he's going to be convinced by, you know, uh, other people to play the game of Thrones himself and put his name into the King's moot since he is the rightful heir. I, I don't think he's going to, he doesn't have the wherewithal. I don't think so either. I agree with you. I think, I think the spirit's been sucked out of him. Um, I do think there's another quick scene in the previews of the high sparrow and Marjorie. And, you know, it is high time that we see what's her name that you mentioned. Olena, Olena, <clears throat> yeah. like start, it's. I want to see the Terrells start playing this this game again, and yeah. somehow getting some power uh, over the Lannisters. In- I want to see another scene between Diana Rigg and John Pierce because why the hell? Why the hell not? Those two actors and John Pierce is playing the High Sparrow so 
his name is John Pierce, right? Am I saying is that Price? Price. God, I knew that was wrong. John Jonathan Price. Um, he's playing the high sparrow so nonchalantly, and and Diana Diana Rigg has such a joyful sort of kind of equally sort of nonchalant way she does uh, yeah. Elena Rigg that it, or Elena Terrell that it'd be so fun to have those two in a in a scene because I think they've been in one together already, haven't they? Um, at least I remember there being in something the trial. I believe she may say something. Yeah. Um, and but I want to see I want to see them like pull the side again and her and her trying to manipulate him and him playing his whole like everything is just as it is game you know his yeah. you know, his sort of hippie game which is it's like uh, weird <laughs> Buddhist <laughs> like hey maybe I imprisoned your daughter maybe I didn't <laughs> maybe I didn't maybe the god the gods are the only ones who knows he's like no no you did he's like well that's not for me to say it's like it is like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. I don't know what happened and then there's one final thing of uh, uh, oh Jora and Dario overlooking something and then there's like this clip of Daenerys walking towards a fire. So hopefully they just release her next episode. Down, yeah. I th- I, I'm I'm still convinced she's going to play. Her card is going to be all right. Let's if we're going to play Groundhog Day again, I'm going to burn this down. I'm going to come out. You're all going to see it, and then hopefully once and for all we can be done with any dogs. I do wonder taking me. I do wonder if if part of this is, um, uh. I mean, I guess there's some expectation that, well, maybe she gets a Dothraki horde out of this. But I'm also wondering if maybe the point is that she frees those Khaleesi because she's always been the sort of, you know, liberator yeah. where she's gone, sort of, even though it backfires afterwards. And it does seem like the Khaleesi are, are kind of imprisoned. So I wonder if that's the point of, of all this. And they all become her handmaidens. And she comes back and Miss Sandy's like, hi. Oh, who are these? Who's this? Yeah, you're going to have a lot more company, Miss Sandy. Um, this yeah. is, she starts... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. You should see what happened to all my other handmaidens. Yeah, They're seriously. All butchered by that dude in cars or whatever. Yeah, guts. Uh, that being said, I think that wraps it up. Any other final yeah. thoughts? No, that's good. I think we touched on everything. Cool. Well, uh, once again, you can find us at toddandtaylor.com. Uh, we're going to have yes. all these episodes and more. We'll be there now or in the future. And then um, I am at Taylor Trask on Twitter. Uh, and you, sir? I am are. at Hey Todd A on Twitter. And that's probably the best place to like hit us up if you want to discuss stuff. Um, yeah, I mean – but also feel free to shoot us an email, shoot us a Facebook message, write a comment right. on the podcast, on SoundCloud, wherever wherever you want to get in touch. We'd love to read more letters from y'all. Any thoughts you have, if you disagree with everything we say, let us know. We'll we'll call it out and have a discussion and then see what uh, see what you think. Yeah, and then we'll bring it up for, for many episodes later, like just to continue <laughs> digging that in or whatever. Um, and, you know, look for us on Google Play, uh, Todd and Taylor Show. Look for us on iTunes, Todd and Taylor Show. And we're on SoundCloud, Todd and Taylor Show. And wherever fine podcasts are sold or downloaded. But it's been yeah, great. We're, we're totally free. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, that's right. It's been Just waiting for those Bundaberg sponsorships to kick Bundaberg. in. Bundaberg, that's right. Well, it's been a great week. Uh, I guess we'll do it again next Wednesday. Awesome. In Westeros. Oh, that's a good tag. Yeah.